0: This show is going to be unique. I've had the idea for it for a while, but I knew that it was going to require help from other people, and it took me a while to get up the nerve. But I finally got up the nerve, sent out an email to a few friends of the show, personal friends of mine, and what I did was I asked them all one question, same question to each and everybody, and the response blew me away. So I have 19 guests today. Let's dive in. Welcome to Behind the Shot. I'm Steve Brazel, and let me explain today's show for a second. I had someone message me the other day on social media, somebody that I don't know, and they wanted to know how they get started in concert photography. About a week before that, a close friend of mine texted me and said they needed advice on quoting a job, and it got me thinking, haven't we all been on both sides of that equation before, whether it be you know looking for advice on photography in general, or lens choices, or lighting, or you know, photography techniques, et cetera. Maybe it's just questions about what to charge for a job or business practices in general. Maybe it's just how do I take my photography or my business to the next level? So I decided to reach out to some friends of the show and ask them one question. The question is, what's the best photo advice you've ever been given? 19 people answered me. I've got Canon Explorers of Light. I've got Nikon Ambassadors. I've got some photographers that are household names. You're going to know who they are. There are some others that you may not know, or at least not know yet, but hopefully after today, you'll follow them on social and learn a little bit more about them. I even have a longtime listener of the show that's going to close us out. And at the very end, I will share some of my examples or my thoughts, two or three of them. And I'll even share a few quotes, hopefully that will inspire you to get out and shoot and make some great photographs. Now, if you're looking for a specific photographer or, or section of the show, keep in mind that if you are watching on YouTube, down below the like and subscribe button, in the description, I've got chapter markers on every video that I put up on YouTube. If you're watching in the podcast feed and you can subscribe to this podcast, you know anywhere you get your podcast, there's two versions, audio only or a video format if you want. Uh, If you are subscribing in a podcast app, you can always just skim to whatever part of the the video that you want. So with that in mind, Mr. Bergman, get us started.
1: I'm Canon Explorer of Light, David Bergman. And the best piece of photo advice I've ever learned is that to make a living in the photo business, you need to take care of your business. I'm talking about learning actual business skills. Being a professional photographer is no different than running any other type of service-based business. You need to know how to calculate your cost of doing business, how to read a profit and loss, negotiate contracts, deal with insurance, taxes, marketing, advertising, all that kind of stuff. You need a solid team around you, an accountant, a lawyer, and an insurance agent, and you've got to develop multiple streams of income, including some passive income, so you can generate money while you sleep or when you actually take time off. I know, crazy, right? Running a photography business is a little photography and a lot of business. I'd rather be a great business person and an average photographer than a great photographer and a lousy business person. Of course, I prefer to be great at both, but if I don't take care of business, then I'm not going to make enough money to be able to keep shooting. That is the best piece of advice I've ever received, and it's one that I often pass along to photographers who are just starting out.
2: Hi, Joe McNally, Connecticut-based photographer. I'm a general assignment photographer. been shooting for magazines for many years, now still shooting for major commercial clients and marketing campaigns. Steve reached out and asked me to identify the best piece of advice I've ever been given. That's a little hard, you know, uh, especially after all these years. But I can tell you one phrase, one sentence from years ago that's been very valuable to me. Mel Scott was the assistant picture editor at Life magazine. I shot for life for over two decades. I was a staff photographer there. And when you would get a job for life, naturally the pressure was on and you'd be going crazy, trying to settle down in your head and figure out how to do it. And Mel would realize this and he would call you over. He'd see you there in the in the offices and he'd say, come on. And you'd go into his office, he'd close the door, chit chat a little bit, calm you down. And then as you would be going out on the job, Mel would look at you and say, Joe, surprise me. Short sentence, incredibly valuable. What a gift, right? Just go out and make something different. Bring something back that's gonna arrest the eye of the reader of the magazine. Do something different, surprise me. That phrase has stuck with me for my entire career and it's been incredibly valuable. So I hope this helps and Steve, many thanks. Hi, I'm Brad Moore. I'm a photographer and
3: creative producer and the best advice I've ever been given is this. I can teach you the technical and the gear, but I can't teach you
4: attitude.
3: That was advice given to me by my first boss uh, in the photography world, Joe McNally, whenever I was just a young kid right out of college. And I asked him why he hired me when he could have had any assistant he wanted. And that was what he said I can teach you all of the technical stuff, but I can't teach you attitude. If you've got a good attitude and you're willing to learn and listen to feedback that's the main thing you can follow me on all the social medias at be more visuals that's b-m-o-o-r-e-v-i-s-u-a-l-s thanks so much
5: i'm andy anotko and i'm a technology journalist and the best piece of photography advice i've ever been given It's actually a really easy question to answer because I can only remember one time that I specifically was given a piece of advice that really paid off. Maybe even only one time I've ever specifically given a piece of advice. Uh, And I was in fifth grade, maybe sixth grade. And I was taking pictures for some sort of uh, like a group school project, I don't know. We didn't have a school newspaper or something like that. I don't know what it was about. But anyway, I was taking pictures during the big uh, obstacle course week at g- during gym class. You know, where they close down the gym and no one can see what's going on because the gym teachers are taking like two or three days to set up this amazing obstacle course that we're gonna spend the entire week like American Ninja warrior uh, all the way through. And so I took a great picture of uh, my friend Amy, who did this. There was an apparatus that was like two like traffic cones with a hockey stick on the top of them, and she had to scramble underneath it, and then get up and go. And she just made this diving thing underneath it. Her the back of her heel just like. Kicked up and and, and hit the board, hit the, uh, the the hockey stick, and so the f- stick went flying, and her her, her hair was like all f- flying all the way over the place, and I have turned on the flash and everything like that. Uh, and we're not talking about with a sophisticated camera either. This is with like the one ten like Kodak pocket camera that I got for uh, Christmas one year that I was using all the time. Something not unlike this. I, I actually still have a model exactly like that, but you know, but you know that something exactly like that. And uh, so I was pretty happy with it. when I got the prints back from uh, from Mirror we were uh, a week later. And so the teacher or the advisor was a really great teacher. They was able to give observations as opposed to criticism, the sort of stuff that sticks with you and teaches you stuff. And it was a great picture. The only problem with it was that I. Just missed it. Just a, missed the decisive moment just a bit uh, because uh, I got a little bit ahead of her, and just the back of her like feet were like, cut off. So everything was great except for she was like the, the the picture sort of ended at her shins. And he just simply, without making a big deal of it, out of it said that okay, oh that's a really good picture. Um, it's too bad about like her feet not being in the frame because that, that we can never put that back in. That's that's lost forever. And then he moved on. And I don't know how that actually affected me the way it did, but even as a fifth grader, even as a sixth grader who was very, very interested in photography, had a lot of fun with it, it, I think was the first time that occurred to me that you're not just there, you know, as this tripod for this camera, you take a picture and advance... And now that's, you know, it's not an automatic thing, that there are reasons why good pictures happen, and they always happen because of the person who's taking the picture. And so I immediately thought that, oh, so I guess that if I had been a little bit farther back, I would have had a wider shot, and it wouldn't have been quite so important to get it at the right moment, or if I timed it a little bit better, all this sort of stuff and that sort of has uh, that that's definitely one of the most basic and important things that anybody should learn uh, but i think that it was most effective because it really did land that point that you are in control of taking this picture. You cannot. You're not necessarily in control of what's happening in front of you, but you're the person who's controlling this camera. To this day, like you're you're the person in control of like what settings you have to make. When I'm taking pictures like a roller derby, like a, a terrible uh, a hockey rink that has absolutely no lighting whatsoever, you can you can't control the fact that you have terrible lighting, uh, and it's kind of too bad that the the event taking place inside here is super super fast sports, but you have control over how you want to solve this problem. Do you want to boost up the ISO as high as as, as it's going to go? Do you want to take a risk of having a slower shutter speed and know that you're not going to get a whole lot of great shots, but maybe you'll get some, all this sort of stuff. You are in control of everything that happens uh, behind that camera. So the better choices that you can make, uh, and in the end, the more experience you have so that you know what the choices should be, the better. And that's the best piece of advice I've ever been given about photography.
1: Hi, I'm Christy Goodwin, and I'm a photographer, mainly in the music industry. The best advice I've ever been given was by my friend, the late Baron Wallman. He said, always say yes when an opportunity is given to you, because you never know where it might lead you. So I said yes when a 17-year-old unsigned musician asked me to take portraits of him. And now, all these years later, I am the photographer who first captured the early beginnings of Ed Sheeran. So I took his advice. You can find me on all social media platforms. And my handle is always just Christy Goodwin. You can find me everywhere. Thank you.
6: Hi, my name is Troy Miller, and I am a professional wedding photographer. I have been full-time for 30 years now uh, with my wife and I, so uh, I've spent a lot of time in the industry teaching and learning as well, and for me, the best advice that I've ever been given wasn't really like a piece of wisdom. Um, It was an experience that I spent with a photographer. His name is David Peters, and he's still a photographer in Marin County, and uh, this was back uh, 20-some years ago when I was shooting on Hasselblad and still film days, you know. And I remember I was very much into the techiness of the film and the camera and the gears. And uh, David Peters took us out into the field and we were photographing this family and the light was falling off and we had no reflectors and no uh, no strobes or anything. And I remember him posing the family and he's like, oh my God, this is gonna be gorgeous. And I'm thinking, it's dark, man. It's not gonna be gorgeous. And uh, he's like, just look at this light. Like This is just beautiful. And he goes, I'm gonna to have to drag the shutter a little bit, but it's gonna be great. And and they were fantastic images. And it just completely changed the way that I saw light and the way that I approached my images. I I realized very quickly that if it looked good to my eye, Um, I could get it in the camera. And so I very quickly kind of shifted away from, you know, oh, I need strobes and I need reflectors and I need all this stuff to focusing on the people. And that was one of the other things that I took away from this was, you know, David Peters was a, and is a very sort of emotional and empathetic type photographer where he really speaks to the people and tries to get their emotions to come out and try to get their behaviors to come out. Um, more than more than maybe even where the pose is or the light is at the time. And that really struck me. Uh, you know, not trying to follow along with another photographer's guidance. Uh, at the time it was Monty Zucker and Clay Blackmore that I was following. And trying to duplicate their poses and their lighting techniques. And I just realized, wow, I, I could just put my couples in good light and interact with them. And I, I would have amazing images. And that's what i did actually i got back from uh from that vacation from that trip which which is a workshop with him and i had a wedding that i photographed i still remember the couple their name was angie and ott and i remember telling my wife margie that hey we're not using we're not using strobe for most of today and she about panicked and i'm like nope i said look this light is gorgeous there it's gonna work right and so I just threw myself into it and I have never, ever looked back uh, since then. So um, that's it. That, that was, that was the, the piece of advice, if you will, uh, that has really changed the course of my photography and um, my interacting with my clients. So it's been amazing. And I've never got to personally thank David Peters. And so I love the fact that I get to do this. So David, if you ever, ever, in a remote chance, get to see this, Thank you so much for changing the direction of my photography.
7: Hey everyone, Rick Salmon here. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, I'm gonna to share with you the best advice that I was ever given. But first, I wanna thank my good friend, Steve Brazzle for coming up with this very important idea because I really think this is a really cool concept. So here's the best advice I was ever given. The name of the game is to fill the frame. In other words, if you want an image with impact, Fill the frame. Now, I follow this for my wildlife photography, my people photography, landscape photography, travel photography, and interior photography. Now, that being said, there really is something to be said for negative space, open space, because that open space, that's right, it really gives a feeling of openness to a picture. So again, I want to thank you, Steve, for inviting me to participate in this really cool project. And if you want to learn more about my photography and get more tips, check out my books and my videos on ricksalmon.com.
8: Hello, what's up? Adam L. here, and I am a Los Angeles-based music photographer. And the best advice I ever received, you know, I don't really remember the advice people told me formerly, like, listen here, kid. But I do remember experiences that really stick out in my mind. It kind of shaped who I am as a photographer today. And one of the earliest experiences I can remember is when I first started shooting, I started on digital, which was during a time where digital was very new. You know, film was just getting phased out. And a lot of the photographers that have been doing this for a long period of time and that I looked up to were strictly film photographers. And they kind of gave me a hard time for it. You know, they were like, oh, you know, you're shooting digital. they made you feel like you were doing the wrong thing. And it didn't feel good. And I felt like, hey, you know, I really, I take pictures. I want to be in your community. And since that happened, I promised myself I would never become that old jaded photographer and no matter how somebody was shooting what they were into it always welcome them with open arms into the community because we do share one thing in common and that is we like to make pictures so as long as you can do that i want to be your friend welcome to the community sorry about the old people they weren't trying to be dicks i like to think so at least
7: howdy folks moose peterson here a tip i want to pass along to you is one that came to me at the very start of my career great tip came from another seasoned wildlife photographer. What he said was real simple. You want to make some money, photograph the common things. I said, the common things? He goes, yeah, people like to photograph the glamorous and the rare. They tend to ignore the common ones. If you photograph common things, your library gets filled up with product that your clients will need. You'll make money. It worked really well. And it's from that that I pass on my own personal tip is to make the uncommon of the common. Because as soon as you do that, you have something everybody sees in a way they don't see it. Hope that helps. It's furthered my career. I bet you it's gonna work wonders for yours.
4: Hey, I'm Vanessa Joy Cannon, explorer of light and a wedding and portrait photographer in New York, Austin, and New Jersey. The best photography advice I have ever been given is Every time someone books your highest package, raise your prices because they would have paid you more and you're ready to move on into a higher price bracket, whether it's how great your marketing is or how great your photography is or a little bit of both, but they would have paid you more. So I hope you give this advice. A little try, I know it's intimidating, even if you do raising prices by, I don't know, $100, $200, or 5% or 10%, little by little, you're going to raise your prices and make more money as a photographer, which means more gear to buy. (laughs) See you next time.
6: Hi, I'm Freddie Clark, a beverage photographer based out of the New York City metro area. The best advice I ever received as a photographer was to learn how to really work with light. As photographers, light is always the most important part of our photographs. We'll always have a different subject, but without good light, those would be nothing but black frames. So learn how to use natural light, the different properties light can have, hard light versus soft light, the different color temperatures, and how light changes through the different times of the day. Then also learn how to work with artificial light to create light when you need it. Studio strobes, reflectors, speed lights, Learn how to control light so you can make a well-lit photograph anytime you want. You can find me on Instagram at freddyclarkphoto. Thanks for having me on, Steve, and keep up the good work. Cheers.
9: Hi, my name is Steve Rose and I am a concert photographer. The best piece of advice that I was given came from legendary photographer, Neil Preston. I was about to go on my first tour and I asked him if he could give me any advice. And what he said is each show, start the show from a different place each night, and end the show from a different place each night and in doing so you'll get a lot of different shots and a lot of variety and it'll always feel different each night and i thought that advice was great i took his advice and he was right every night it was new it was fresh it was a challenge and it was great so hope that advice will help you as well if you want to find me on instagram it's steve underscore rose just steve rose on facebook it's steve rose photos and on Twitter, it's Fiesta Red with two underscores in between each word. All right. Thanks so much. Bye.
10: Hey, guys. I am Peter Hurley. I'm a portrait photographer based in New York City. I actually specialize in headshots. And I think the number one thing in advice wise that I've gotten over the course of my career, and I've gotten a lot of advice, but the thing that really went stuck out to me was uh, Gregory Heisler said to me, and he said to my group, he said, uh, he said, he said, As a portrait photographer, you really have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. It is not comfortable to be a portrait photographer. Like we have a wild card in front of our camera. Every single human being that I've shot is different. They behave differently. They act differently. They feel differently about themselves. uh, And that creates a dynamic between you and them depending upon how they feel about themselves and you have to perform and light them well and then get this shot of them and maybe they don't like have a great self-image and now it's like it's really really uncomfortable to be in that position or maybe you have a a lighting dilemma that you can't get through you're going to be in an uncomfortable position you have to get comfortable with that The more people you shoot, the more stuff you're gonna go through, the more you're gonna have to go through this uncomfortable part and try to be comfortable in those circumstances. And I think Gregory, I mean, he's had a ton of circumstances where it's been like that. Over the course of my 20 years, I've had a ton of things. And you don't learn from the easy ones. The easy ones are easy, those aren't the ones where you're really gonna feel that uncomfortable. When you feel comfortable, you're flying. That's where I get, my brain goes into hyperdrive, my artist kicks in, I get more creative, I I get more creative with my subject because it's easy and I'm feeling it. But when we're in that uncomfortable position, things aren't going well, The shit's hitting the fan, you know, which is bound to happen in this career, you signed up for that, that's what we signed up for. We have to be really amazing at what we do and I love this quote I believe from Bill Gove professionals are at their best regardless it is from Bill Gove professionals are at their best regardless so whenever I get into that situation where I'm uncomfortable I say that I'm like I'm a professional I'm at my best regardless let's get comfortable let's figure this out the other thing that I like to do is I like to call problems projects so I'm like okay this is a problem and you know it you got a lighting problem that's a project you're going to solve it you got to solve it especially if you're on a commercial job getting paid, right? Or, or you're getting paid in here. I have individuals coming in here and it's not, it's not easy. It is not a problem, it's a project. Uh, professionals are at their best regardless. And guys, you're gonna get comfortable being uncomfortable. Hope you enjoyed that, see ya. Hey, what's going on everybody?
3: I am Matt Pruitt, professional digital content creator. And um, the best advice that I was given a handful of years ago from a friend was, um, wow, and gosh, I think back, it was so helpful. But that advice was to challenge myself to a 30-day shoot, a 30-day shoot, as in shoot something every single day for 30 days. And it could be absolutely anything. And the, the beauty of that is it forced me to pick up my camera, whether it be, you know, my big old camera or whether it be my phone, and shoot something every single day. Uh, it could have been my cup of coffee. It could have been a landscape. It could have been the dogs. It could have been a portrait of somebody. It didn't matter. And also, the you didn't have the stress or the pressure of shooting something and then having to publish it. You didn't have to do any of that. The fact of the matter was you just needed to get the reps in and shoot something every single day for 30 days i turned it into a project ended up turning it into a blog posting and all of that and it was so helpful it really did help just get the creative juices flowing because at the time i was in a bit of a creative rut and kicking that 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 challenge off really did help me and i gotta tell you i haven't looked back so try it out make sure you give me a follow over on twitter and instagram i am ant underscore pruitt You can also check out my YouTube channel. I'm Ant Pruitt on YouTube and check out my show, Hands-On Photography on Twit TV. Take care.
4: Hello, my name is Jeff Harmon and I shoot pretty much everything except newborns, no newborns. But I I like to dabble in everything else. I I have a lot of paid client shoots that I do, but mostly I just talk about photography over at PhotoTacoPodcast.com with both the, the Photo Taco Podcast and Master Photography Podcast. Uh, the best advice that was given to me early on. I was told early on that in order to really up my game across all the genres of photography, not just for client work, not just for portraits, was to figure out flash, add artificial light. How do you do that in photography? And I was very skeptical. It came at a really rough time. I didn't take the advice right off because I was priding myself in being a natural light photographer. <laughs> that, was, that was the thing I did. I was able to go and get candid sessions. We could move really fast and take lots of photos with the clients and I was not cumbered down by um, having to drag light modifiers with me or take flashes or deal with flash controllers that weren't working properly and and all the things I could see many photographers out in the field doing. And I thought, no, no, that natural light is the way to go for client shoes for portraits. And I, I put off learning how to do flash. I finally decided to give it a go when I kind of hit the wall where I was like, I'm just not getting any better at this. I'm not getting uh, better looks of what I want. And so I decided to finally give in, follow that advice, invest in some flash and learn how to do it. And it elevated my photography across the board, not just with portraits again. Super compelling. It makes it possible for me to start with a creative vision for a photo and know how to get there. Whether I have to add artificial light or not, I now know the path of how it is I can get to creating that image. So that was the best advice given to me. And I think it's a, it's a super compelling thing to, for all photographers to do, just so you can figure out how to use light and how much light is a part of photography. Uh, you can catch me again over at phototacopodcast.com. Thanks, Steve.
5: Hey, what's up? I'm Britt Bowman. I'm a Southern California music photographer. And some of the best advice I've ever been given was to build a network of people that you trust in your community. Um, You never know when you need to bounce an idea off of someone creatively or just need to troubleshoot gear, uh, vent about your job. (laughs) Um, Sometimes it's nice to just have people that you can talk to about job opportunities or to throw job opportunities to or to receive from. And it's also just nice to have support from people who do similar things as you. So, yeah, I think the friendships are important. All right, well, you can uh, follow me on Instagram at Britt2Ts underscore Bowman.
7: Bye. Hey,
11: my name is Jose Negrete. I am a Southern California-based event photographer and event producer. And one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten uh, was from one of my editors when I was on the Coachella team. And he reminded me something very important at a young age that was always listen to someone who's been doing what they've doing for, been doing for a while because what it took them 15 years to learn, they can teach you in 15 minutes. And I just kind of started applying that advice to all sorts of parts of my event and production career, and it's helped out a lot, and I've had a lot of mentors throughout the process and a lot of people that, because I was willing to listen and learn, they're willing to teach. So, you know, saves you from learning things the hard way. Uh, If you guys want to keep in touch, go ahead and follow me at Underscore Jose Negrete on Instagram. Thanks.
12: My name is Ian Spanier. I'm a commercial portrait photographer here in Los Angeles. I work primarily in the marketing, advertising and magazine areas. I would say the best advice I got as a young photographer was to shoot. It's pretty simple. It's just like an athlete practicing over and over and over again. It's how you grow as a photographer. The other sort of area that I've added to that is the idea that you should fail and you should fail a lot. Failing is how you learn and how you grow. And so I make a lot of mistakes and I love my mistakes. I love to find those areas where things go wrong and how can I come up with a solution to that challenge and then apply it as we go forward down the road because you will face similar challenges over and over again. So best advice, go shoot. You can find my work at Ian Spanier on Instagram and www.ianspanier.com. Thank you.
0: Wow. Some amazing advice so far from some fantastic photographers, but we've got one more for you. And I want to give a little background on this one. Aki Fujita Taguchi is a longtime listener of the show, and I have conversed with her on Twitter many, many times. She even joked to me once that the show helped her with her English. She is somebody that I have followed online for years, and watching the path of her career has been absolutely awesome. So from Tokyo, I am absolutely honored that she was willing to join in today with some advice from somebody who's also a friend of mine and a mentor to her, Matthias Hombauer.
13: Hi, I'm Aki fujita Uchi. Please call me Aki. I think it's easy to remember and pronounce. I'm a Tokyo-based concert photographer and also... I love capturing architecture and cityscape. The best advice I got is write down. I have to sell my photos, otherwise, I have to live under the bridge soon. And tape it onto the toilet door. <laughs> that is from my mentor, Matthias Hombauer. He's an Australian photographer and he taught me a lot, especially on the business side. I can't thank him enough because I've always been annoyed by people who are asking me to take their photos for free. Well, if I could give some kind of advice, i would tell you that you should have as many chances as possible to show your work. Meet people. Make your own fans. It's really important because you'd be supported by them to continue your job. You can see my work on my website www.afdphotography.tokyo Also follow me on social media such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Vero at AFT Photography or Aki Fujita Takuchi. See you there and thanks for having me, Steve. It's a great honor to be a part of your show. Bye
0: amazing advice from some amazing photographers, each and every one of my guests today. Thank you very, very much. And uh, I want to leave you with a few of my own, a few bits of advice that I've gotten over the years and a few quotes that I find myself referring to regularly. So first up, I DJ and radio now, but for about 18 years, I DJed weddings and events, you know, company Christmas parties, things like that. And there was one venue, it was El Rancho Grande in Rancho Cucamonga, California, Uh, There was one venue that I worked at almost every weekend, and inevitably, I'd work with the same photographers. They become friends after a while because you do so many gigs together. And one day, I saw this photographer with an old Hasselblad camera. He was crouched in a corner, and he's looking down through the top of the camera. I'm thinking, okay, cool. You know, he's taking a shot. He was in that corner for maybe five minutes. I finally had to go ask him, what are you doing? I walked over to him, asked him the question, and his response was, I'm waiting for the picture to frame itself. And that has always stuck with me. Keep in mind, this was 15, maybe 18 years before I even took up photography, but it's always stuck with me because now that I do event photography, people often say with event photography, concerts, weddings, things like that, that we have less control than other types of photography, right? The people aren't models. We can't always pose them. We have to photograph some things at least as they unfold. We may not have control over lighting, but we do have control, right? And it, it, to me, it's a control that matters. We don't have to just snap away all day. We can wait for the right scene and let that scene unfold in front of us because part of capturing any shot you do is knowing the subject matter, being able to anticipate a moment, and then knowing when that scene unfolds in front of you that you can capture it. And kind of related to that, I want to talk about Alan Hess. Alan Hess is a San Diego-based event, mostly concert photographer. He wrote a book on concert photography. He's a legend, actually, and uh, honored to call him a friend now, but the first time I met him was at an old festival in Southern California called Mayhem Festival, And I nervously went up to him and you know said, "Hi, you know I'm Steve Brazzle." and you know he introduced himself. He was very, very kind. And the rest of that day, every photo pit that I was in I found myself not only shooting the show, but watching Alan work. It was interesting to me how he would you know, seemingly move to places where nobody else was. And most importantly, and I could see it from the outside, it appeared as though he was operating at a different speed than everybody else, like he had slowed down time. And again, following up on that first one, let the moments come to him. It was brilliant to watch. If you don't know Alan's work, definitely go follow follow up. And last but not least, Troy Miller. My buddy, Troy Miller, who you saw earlier in this show, very close friend of mine, he gave me a key piece of business advice once because I struggle with culling, right? In fact, I'll be honest, I, I'm horrible at culling. And the reason is I might have 10 shots. I'm just gonna throw a number out. Let's, let's say I've got 10 shots. They're all good enough to give to a client, but they're too close to give all 10, right? They're all good enough, but I want the right one, right? I want the best one to give to the client or to post online because you only show pictures that show yourself the way you wanna be seen. So I'm looking through these 10 shots and I'm struggling and I'm going, which one do I pick? And Troy said something to me. The client doesn't know the photos that you don't show them even exist. You're worrying about something they don't even know to think about, right? There's 10 shots. I'm panicked which one I give them, but whatever one I give them, they don't know the other nine exist. That has changed the way I call my images mostly. I still fall back in that that loop now and then. Last thing, I'd like to hopefully inspire you with a few of my favorite quotes. And the first one uh, I heard originally from Adam L. Macias, who you also saw earlier in the show. And in researching it, uh, my understanding is it was originally from Steve Furtick. The reason why we struggle with insecurity is because we compare our behind the scenes with everyone else's highlight reel. Think about that for a minute, right? You only see what John Smith posts on Instagram. John Smith may have had a thousand shots and he posted two and they're amazing And you compare that as you go through Lightroom or Photoshop or Capture One or whatever with the thousand shots that you took. And that's not fair. You're using their highlight reel. That person probably only posted shots that show them in the way they want to be seen to other people. They're not showing their bad work. They're not doing a photo dump of 20 shots, right? That is absolutely key. And last but not least, this one from the amazing Bob Gruen, one of my favorite photographers of all time. A good photograph can show you the facts of what is going on, but a great photograph can show you the feelings. Amazing, love that quote. Links to all of my guests are in the show notes over at behindtheshot.tv. While you're there, I've got all the ways that you can subscribe if you choose to use a podcast app. All of that information is over at the website. Of course, if you're watching on YouTube, down below the like and subscribe button, in the description, you will also find links to all of my guests Thank you to all of you so much for participating because you answering that email, you answering that question was so special to me. Like it really means a lot to me. Make sure you join us next time as we take a look inside the mind of a great photographer by taking a closer look behind the shot.